So here we go. Uh, so we're la- the last number of weeks we've been talking about communication, and in, in the in the midst of that, uh, I've been having some some kind of angst, and uh, and a couple of things have come up. So one of our one of our uh, Folks, uh, Gio Serato, who is uh, visiting his dad this weekend, we I, he's been uh, in the process of getting licensed for the Foursquare, and I've told most of you guys around this, but maybe somebody's listening. That's not happening. But as we've been going through uh, the materials, and so this is our denomination, basically laying out the doctrines of the Bible and saying this is what we believe. And making sure that he understands what we believe, and then discussing it. But as we've come to uh, the the spiritual, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, each each one of the things that we talked to, I'm like, man, I just, I need, I need to get refired. I'm 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 relaxed. I'm. Not where I want to be. Because as I'm reading these things, it's like, that's right. We, you know, we contend every week that the Holy Spirit shows up in our meetings and that, you know, and that God's healing people and, and saving people and baptizing the Holy Spirit. I mean, God's got to do what he's got to do, right? And I'm like, gosh, I'm four square. They, <laughs> they gave me a license. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong? It's like, I'm not doing that. And then, so uh, through this process, you know, I always, I always go back on the inside. I'm, I'm a very self-aware person. Uh, you know, if I say something like really dumb today, I'll think about it all week. And I'm like, why did you say that? And I'll go inside myself. So anyway, I was going inside and going, what happened to my fire? And uh, uh, there's a couple, there's a couple things. Um, one is it's easy for us to get just in, in the habits of meeting with God in our own way, right? And as with all things, just like uh, I can say with, with our, uh, my marriage, right? It's, 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 it's hard to be like passionately in love all the time. Anybody? Anybody? Am I the only one? And, and it's not because we don't love each other or love each other passionately. It's just that we settle into a, a place and then you realized, you know, we're we're kind of stuck in a in a rut, you know. I remember Chuck Swindoll used to say, a, "A rut is just a grave with the ends knocked out." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a good line. <laughs> and so I don't want any of my relationships to be in a grave. And so you know, I spend time with the Lord. I pray, but you know, I'm in a I'm in a pattern where it's just like being married for 35 years. You know, we're, we, we love each other. We, 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 we talk, we, we walk, we share, uh, we challenge. Uh, but the, the passion for the Lord is something that has been waning in me. And so, uh, so G and I, Gio and I have been talking about this. And then, uh, Jendi uh, got together with, with uh, a number of people and she wants to get our children's ministry fired up. Uh, and because we, you'll notice we're, 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 Light on children, light on kids screaming during service. I mean, I thought that would be the best day in the world to not have a screaming child during my message. But no, <laughs> this is what I long for because we're about the kids. And so they, they got together and, and uh, we do have some more kids. That most of them are out with their dads today. So they're coming. They're coming. But we want to invite, invite 
uh, kids in too. So they were talking about their summer series. They wanted to do the fruit of the spirit. And I'm like, I'm like, we should do that at church too. And so, uh, so I started reading Galatians, read through the book, uh, the letter a few times, and then, uh, started focusing in on chapter five, where it talks about walking in the spirit. And it all started to tie in together. And one of the things I, I recognized was that through the whole pandemic, and I, and I believe this is possibly true of all of us, we, we've had our spiritual life blunted in a, in a, in a way that's, that's different. Now, it, at first, if somebody would have said, dude, your spiritual life has been blunted during this, I'd say, no, man, I'm, I'm still walking with Jesus. Man, I'm reading my Bible. My Bible's not dusty. I, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm praying. But there's been a spiritual overlay somehow in, in my walk, and I know that I'm, I'm every man, uh, I'm every person, and so I know it's, it's happened to all of us. It's, there's some kind of cloud that's come, and it, I think that in this season right now, I'm like, I'm ready to launch, but at the same time, there's something blunting me from, go, from, from going, going. Anybody identify with this? Or is it just me? Am I the only guy? Okay, good. And so that's what I wanted to talk about. And the only way to, to get anywhere with God is to get to God, right? Uh, and it, it, we, we can't, you know, we can't fix ourselves. I don't know if you've ever tried that, you know? It's like, try to be a nicer person. <laughs> who, who are you saying that to? <laughs> I mean, see, it doesn't work. But when you come to God... And you, and you, and you start to be birthed by the Spirit again, then all of a sudden, God works that into us. And so, uh, I, I want, I want us to kind of go through, uh, this summer is like getting re-empowered by the Spirit of God. Now, I'll, 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 I'll tell you, I, when I was talking with Gio, I was sharing some of the stories I had of my early discipleship. My early discipleship was not like, it, not like this. It, it, it was very active. It was very, I mean, I live with a guy, my best man. He's crazy. He'd had me up at four in the morning. We got to pray for a couple hours before work. I'm like, Paul, you know, I'm tired. You know, we were just up studying the Bible till like 11. And, and, uh, and so I, but I'd get up with him because dutifully, you know, I'd just like, it's time to pray. And I'd be praying on and I'd look up. He'd be sawing logs right next, right next. We'd be kneeling by the bed together. And, and I'm like, dude. This is no good. And he'd always say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> like, that's good for you, but I'm up at four in the morning. So he'd have me doing this stuff. Anyway, these, these are my early disciples. But, but we, we saw God do so many crazy things because we were with God. We were seeking after him. We were on fire. And it, it was like at, at any moment, uh, God was about to do something in our lives or in the lives of others that we touched. Uh, this was a guy, I, I remember walking, uh, I was telling Gio these stories. I'll just, get, uh, I'll just give you three uh, to shorten the message. Uh, okay, story number one. Uh, Paul, he liked to, uh, he, he wanted to learn Spanish. So he goes, the best way to learn Spanish is to get a, an all-day pass uh, on the bus. And so he, it used to cost a dollar in Santa Cruz for an all-day pass, and so he'd get on the bus, and every person that he saw was Spanish-speaking, he'd tell them, speak to me, talk to me, talk to me, and he would take a ride with them, and all day, on his days off, he would ride that bus. Well, he met a guy there, his name is Troncolino, 
uh, and uh, Tranquilino, and uh, he was from Jalisco, Mexico, and he was he was an undocumented uh, person, and and uh, he led Tranquilino to the Lord. He's like, you know, teach me Spanish, and that's what he would do. He's like, so, so is this how you say Jesus is Lord? You know, he, he would just, you know, like go through the gospel. He's like, you know, I got this verse, you know, how would you translate this? You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And anyway, Troncolino, he gets saved, and, and he comes into our discipleship house, and, and he, he ends up becoming quite a mighty warrior. And then one day, Troncolino is like, the Lord's telling me, go back to Mexico and minister the gospel. So I'm like, okay, dude, we're praying for you. Okay, you're out. And he went back, and he's he's still there. We're still Facebook friends. He's a pastor in Holy School, and uh, and and so this this is Paul's life. This other other time, we're outside Pizza My Heart, and uh, Paul was he was not a he he was not a dainty eater. Let's just put it that way. And he had like half a half a slice of pizza in his mouth, and this guy this guy walks by. And he's like, did you know Jesus? And the guy's like, what? And the guy's like, what? What are you saying? And so he, he gets out. Do you know Jesus? And, and he, he leads this guy to the Lord. And, and so later I'm, I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, well, what got you? You know, like, how did you come to Christ? He goes, well, this weird guy had this slice of pizza in his mouth. And he said, do you know Jesus? And it just so shocked me that I thought I should probably listen because <laughs> this, this, this dude is so weird. Anyway, uh, so he's leading people to Christ. But he was also one who, who loved to pray for people. And I remember going into the library one day and, and he asked the librarian, how, you know, how are you doing today? And she said, oh, man, I got a terrible cold. And before she even got to the terrible he already had his hand. He's like, can I pray for you? And she's like, uh, what? And uh, he, he prays for her. And uh, next time we come in the library, he, he's, he's asked, he's like, how was that cold? And the lady's like, it's miraculous. Like, just within a couple hours, I was totally healed. Anyway, so I'm sharing these stories. And the reason I'm sharing them with you today is because I want to see that kind of stuff again. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I remember John Wimber used to say, you know, when are we going to do the stuff Jesus did? <laughs> you, know, I, uh, you know, it's like, you know, where's that lesson in here? <laughs> it's like, where, where are we going to do this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, let's get back to that. And then recently, I, I've been listening to old worship songs. Now, now we, we listen to, you know, a lot of, I mean, we, we, the new songs are nice. They're nice. But, but it seems like that the old worship songs were just like, God, I'm going to you. Amen. God, I'm getting to you. You know, Lord, I'm giving you everything. Lord, you know, it's like I surrender everything. I'm going. He's like, send me, Lord. I mean, those were all, all the, those were all the, the old ones. And now we got these nice dainty songs. It's like, you know, sing songy. And they all still have the same thing. But uh, before they were just like, you know, it was like verse, Jesus, I'm coming to you. You know, chorus, uh, I'm giving you everything, you know, and then it would back out. And I'm like, what is, where have we gone? We've gone from having a passion for Jesus to kind of there, which brings me to my verse. So I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to your spirit and the spirit that is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not do, so that you do not, that you are not to do whatever you do. They, they changed that translation. That's why I keep stumbling on it. You are not to do whatever you want to do. 
So I went inside and I said, where's my fire? And what, what I want to do is this summer is I want us all to discover the fire of God again. I, I know, and, and part, of, part of this has to do with you, Leonard. I, you, know, I, I, you know, we pray for God to revive us. We want to see revival in the earth. I mean, if you've watched the news, you know that the world needs Jesus right now. Anybody? It's like, we need Jesus. I mean, you know, we can, we can bite and devour one another. I love that's the scripture that stuck out to me. This is what we're doing in the world. We're biting and devouring one another. Oh, great. But instead, we need Jesus. But I, I, I'm thinking of both Gio, as I was talking to him, I was thinking of, uh, of Leonard and Phyllis and Maria, and I was thinking, before you guys launch to heaven, before you, you guys uh, launch, I want you to see the next revival. And I was talking to Gio, and I'm, I'm telling him about these stories, and he has not experienced them. He hasn't been in a place where, I mean, he, he's seen some stuff. But this last generation has not seen the glory of God. And I'm like, this is our call. This is our legacy. we got to get here. So uh, now, that, now that we're assembled, uh, I just want to declare, I don't want to be the, the church we were. Okay? Because we were a great church. I love that church. In fact, that was like, that was like 4.0 of other churches that we've planted. Uh, <laughs> we get a new church every five years anyway because people come and go and they move and it's like, okay, see you later. We're on to, you know, new people come. This might be, uh, I don't know if, if this will be the last church I plant here. And I want it to be the best one that we've ever seen because I want it to be filled with the Spirit of God and I want, I, I want us to experience in our own lives and in the lives of those around, around us, I want them to see God. You too? Amen. All right. So this is where we're going to start this summer. <laughs> my message is almost over because I, the, I, I, you know, I always write, usually at the top of my notes, it's like, what's the one thing I want you to remember? <laughs> I only want you to remember one thing. Let's get passionate for God. You know, there's a lot of reasons that we get sleepy, lulled, easy, habitual. We could blame COVID. We could blame our flesh. But let's not stay there. Okay. Now, and this brings me to the second point, which is as soon as you say that's what you want, as soon as you say, I was telling... uh, Geo, this too. We were talking about baptism. I said, you know, after a while, I stopped baptizing people. He's like, what? He's, because as soon as people were baptized, then they would experience such opposition, I'd never see them again. Now, I was, that's kind of a joke. But in reality, when you say yes to Jesus, then what happens? It all comes out. It all comes out. Now, we hate this as Christians. I'm talking to my friends in India. I'm talking to my friends in China. You know, they're all experiencing, like, persecution. You know, like, there's more persecution going on right now. And we're like, man, I'm just trying to, you know, whatever. Whatever we're trying to do in America. But when we press into God, there might be pushback. There will be. And there's kind of four, four areas of, of pushback. One, we, we get tempted in our flesh, Right? It says that we're going to start warring with the flesh. It's like, yeah, I want Jesus now. I want, I want more. I want more, God. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
I just feel really lazy. I think I'll just give into whatever my, my normal lazy streak is. Has this ever happened to anybody? Uh, you, you know, I always, you know, equate it to when we're having, you know, when we're going to diet, you know, I'm going to lose my COVID-19 and, and now we're ready. And, and so, you know, what do we do? We make a plan, make a commitment, then we make some laws. I always like that. Laws, no cookies. After seven, <laughs> you know, a.m. <laughs> or p.m. I don't know. Uh, so then we make some laws, and 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 then we break the laws. It's like, well, just this day, and and then we gain another COVID nineteen. And see, because one of the things that I don't want to happen in the new season is we start making laws. It's like we have to have you know this, because the law, as as he says, the law is one of those things that that actually hinders the spiritual life. Anytime you put a law on it, instead of a walking in grace in it, then it actually works against you. And one of the things that I'm always trying to keep things spiritual, because we think, oh, I'm just struggling with my flesh. You're not. You're struggling with generations of spiritual sin. It goes all the way back to Adam. But some of it's closer than Adam. Right? We've, we're, we're challenged with the law of course, we know that Satan, you know, it's like once we get through, it's like, I beat the flesh. I beat the law. I beat my selfishness. And then the devil's like, oh, good, my turn. <laughs> you know, and, he, and then he comes along. Usually most of our struggles are not Satan. You, you know, he's like, he, he's waiting, but he's waiting for you to get through all your other spiritual struggles first. So, so where do we go? Last point. Okay. Uh, let me see what I... Put here. Ah, so the path to victory, walking in the Spirit. So I, I put down this verse uh, in, I think I put it down, yeah. So when we start talking about walking in the Spirit, we have to kind of go back to v- chapter 3, and I want to read you this. He says, uh, Paul's indictment on the church is like, so you guys are going to really start to serve God now? And he goes, I want you to, I want you to ask this question. I'd just like to learn one thing from you. So Paul's talking to me today. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by believing what you heard? Or by believing what you heard? Was it by faith, hearing? Or was it you going, dude, we're going to do this? Because that's my greatest fear as a pastor, is that we will take our flesh and say, we are going to do great things for God. Instead of take our heart of the Spirit and say, Lord, do great things in me. Right? Then he says, are you so foolish? After beginning by the means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really is in vain? That, that, that's, that verse really stops me because it, it ties into where we are in this last season. Have we experienced so much for no progress? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? And then he, he makes the, the last statement and he talks about Abraham. Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. So last point. Uh, the path that we shall trod upon is going to be a path of faith, of surrender, 
of listening. Because, I mean, let's just think about it for a minute. What does it mean to walk by the Spirit? If you're walking with somebody, what does it mean? It means you're moving, going somewhere, right? We're walking. In step, not too far ahead, way not behind, right? Stay in step with the Spirit. He, you know, that Jesus talks about be yoked. You know, if you've got a yoke with the Spirit, you can't go too far ahead or you, you end up swinging, right? Keep in step. What else? Alongside. Hmm? Alongside, yes, absolutely, alongside. And then also with a listening ear. It's a lot easier to hear people when they're next to you, right? If I'm shouting at you. And then there's that, I mean, ultimately it just comes down to surrendering and saying, Lord, uh, like, I was, like I was singing this week, Lord, I just give you my all. I just give you my all. I surrender all. And I think that's the place I, I, want, I want us to begin because you, we can't get more of God without God. He has to animate us. He has to fill us. He has to move us. And um, that's been my prayer. That's what I want to be about. And uh, you guys said yes too. And so shall we pray? All right. Let's rise. I used to love these preachers. They say, if you stand, the Holy Spirit's marking you out. They got you. He sees you now. Don't fool around. He's going to call you on it. I love those guys. You know, I wouldn't do that to you. Because, seriously, because I, what I've discovered after walking with Jesus for a long time is that it's all of grace. He visited us by grace. He opened our eyes and our heart by grace. And he's given us the ability to move forward into the next season by grace. But I really do, I've, I've had this sense from the beginning of the pandemic that, that when we came through, that God was going to lead us into a season that we had not yet experienced. Uh, it's not going back. I don't want to go back to the 80s. Even though I love those old songs. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Now we're moving forward. But the Lord wants to use us. You know, whenever God wants to do something, he doesn't take a large group. He always takes a small group like 12 guys, and turns the world upside down. So we got more than 12 here, so we're in pretty good shape. Uh, we, we can do better than Jesus. <laughs> you got that, right? <laughs> you knew I was kidding. Uh, he said, but he did. He said, he, he said we would do greater things, and he's calling us to do greater things. So let's pray. Lord, all of us can confess that We've, uh, at least in some way, been blunted, dulled uh, to the full expression of your spirit. And uh, we first ask, uh, we just come to you humbly and we say, Lord, we want to submit ourselves to you first. Lord, we, we know that the message of the gospel was repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Lord, we repent. Uh, we turn to you. And say, Lord, we want to be used by you. We want to be, uh, we want our lives to be useful to you and to bring glory to you. And so this morning we stand before you and we say, have your way with us. 
Lord, we give you our heart. We give you our life. We give you our soul. We give you everything that's within us. Uh, we don't want to hold anything back. And as, as there's different parts of us that are going to want to hold things back, Lord, we ask that your spirit would teach us and root out those things uh, that would keep us from the fullness of what our life is supposed to be in these days. So we submit ourselves to you, Lord. And then we just ask humbly that you would fill us by your spirit, fill us with your spirit. Lord, lead us, guide us, teach us to walk with you by your spirit. Lord, we didn't begin in, by the flesh. We're not going to finish it by the flesh. And we want to see you accomplish great things, not just in our lives, Lord, in our children's lives, in our grandchildren's lives, in this world. We are your light, we know. And so, Lord, we stand before you and say, use us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so last point, not a point, is that I know that on my own, as much as I'd like to be a warrior for God, I'm a wimp. I start out strong. Like right now, you guys are going, man, you're a rock star. You are a warrior for Jesus. And by the time I get in the car, I'm going to go, oh, God, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> and so we need passion partners. We need passion together, right? We need each other to encourage us and say, we're going for this thing. We're going for God. We want all that God has for us. And, and what's cool about it is that when we start to see the hand of God in a more visible way, which I've experienced many, many, many times in my life, uh, all, then it becomes something different because we realize it wasn't about us getting back on fire for God. It was about God starting to touch people in our community again uh, who haven't been touched. And so partner with me. I'll partner with you. Partner with each other. Uh, encourage one another as we see the day draw near.